Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans, by fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with Tam and Renee and Front Row Kenny. How you guys doing over there? Most excellent. <laughs> the funny thing is, <laughs> no, is that I was actually go. trying to give you guys my Magic Johnson impersonation for whatever reason, and that <laughs> definitely was not Magic Johnson. Let's be honest. Well, you sounded like you sounded like Magic Johnson on uh, uh, on helium. <laughs> yeah, that was more like Heather Johnson, huh? <laughs> what it do, booze? What's happening? Can you y'all? guys believe this is our hundred and fiftieth episode? One fifty. Yeah, man, one fifty, brother. It is mind boggling when I think about it because Renee, it doesn't seem like we've done this a hundred and fifty times. Not at all. <laughs> and Kenny, you've been along for probably about what seventy five of those times, or maybe fifty. Dang. Probably like somewhere in that range, but that's kind of crazy to think about. Like, I-, I never really put it in perspective, but damn, like the season is so long. We do like what 30, like what 36, 37 a year, or 38, whatever it is. And then once you add them up, it's just like, damn, all that time has flown by. It's crazy, but I'm happy <laughs> to be along, obviously, but damn, that, that is insane. <laughs> it's insane. It's mind boggling. It's everything that you can imagine it could be but hey i'm not gonna complain i'm just gonna say thank you for our listeners we appreciate you we could not do this without you guys and of course it's that time of the podcast yeah we're only two minutes in and i'm like we need your support i need you to hit pause right now because it's a podcast it's okay as long as you come back i need you to take the jump over to our patreon account Patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash turns no breaks, or you can visit all turns no breaks.com forward slash Patreon and help us out. Help a sister out, help a brother out, as they would say. <laughs> Without your support, we can't continue to do this podcast. If you want a free center of race and postcard pack, you know, the ones we've been talking about for the last two weeks, there it's there. All you got to do is sign up and become a patron or make a donation at the website. So without further ado, let's kind of jump into some weekend talk. Renee, your son's in town. I know you had a fabulous weekend. Wait, do you rave with your son? Do you and Javier rave? What, what do you guys do? Well, <laughs> um, no, we probably would. I mean, since he does love the music itself, but we've, we've never been to a rave together. Um, and not that we don't want to, we just, we, we always try to plan one, but, uh, it, it it's kind of tough because he lives out in Texas. So he is visiting me in town this weekend and we did have a, we did have a pretty busy weekend. We went all over the place and I mean, but thank God on Sunday, all we had was a nice little brunch. And then we had uh, just a, a, like a nice uh, out on the town during the day. But we were so exhausted from, you know, him coming into town Thursday, Friday, Saturday out. And uh, we actually were in bed uh, last night by, I'm going to say probably like maybe between 930, 945. We, we were both just done. We were exhausted. Um, and for us to be <laughs> exhausted, it kind of takes a lot. I mean, he's a young kid. He's 25. You know, I mean, I don't know how I have so much energy at 46, but, you know, we we uh, we spent a lot of energy out the, over the weekend. And uh, on Sunday, man, we we went to we hit the sack real early and uh, we're going to get ready for this whole week because he's in town till next Sunday. 
he actually leaves that morning, so uh, I got to see him off. And then I'm going to be off to uh, the racetrack here in Fontana to catch the race next Sunday. Yes, we will talk about Fontana in a bit. But before we hit Fontana, before we talk about Fontana, Kenny, what's up with you? How was your weekend? My weekend was was all right, you know. A lot, I did a lot of waiting on Saturday during um, the Xfinity race for Las Vegas because for some reason, for the second year in a row, it has decided to rain in Las Vegas. So my night was kind of long. And then as they canceled the race, I actually watched the big fight that was out in Las Vegas, the Wilder and Furry fight, which didn't go exactly how I expected it. But yeah, <laughs> it was a... It was a long but odd fight, but my boy was stumbling out there, so <laughs> I'm not really surprised at the outcome, but I don't know if anybody's a gambling type of person out there in Vegas, but that damn sure was not the fight I would have thrown money on, and there was a good <laughs> reason why is what I just saw on Saturday. I don't know about y'all. Did y'all watch the fight? A bit, bits and pieces. Yeah. Yeah, same no, here. I, I actually worked on a DC and Marvel show. Whew, production days are super long. I won't share too much about it, but it will be on a new network launching called Quibi. I'm sure you guys have seen the advertisements for Quibi. I believe they did one or Quibi, Quibi, Q-U-I-B-I, however you want to pronounce it. I think they did a advertisement during Super Bowl, but it's all about 15 minute quick episodes so just quick bite-sized episodes but yeah that completely wore me out and then as you guys know if you're on social if you're following us on the twitter or the facebook user turns no breaks i was at the track on sunday yes so i went from la to las vegas and back all in wait was that all that was less than 24 hours wow that's pretty nuts <laughs> yeah so that was well, pretty we've done crazy. it before i know that tam Yes, we we have done it before. We'll do Mm -hmm. it again probably for the second race in Las Vegas. Yep. But yeah, so we'll be in Fontana this weekend. So if you are not following us on the Twitter or the Facebook or the Instagram or wherever you do social, we're there. Make sure to get with us. Our user is turns no breaks. So without further ado, let's jump into some Las Vegas talk. Recapping, Las Vegas, Joy Logano took the number 22 Penske Penzoil car into, well, was it Penzoil or was it Shell? It was Penzoil. It was Penzoil. Yeah, because, you know, well, Shell owns Penzoil. Hey, you know, I'm sure it had a Shell sticker someplace. But, yeah, so Joy Logano rolled into victory lane. Matty D as in Matt DiBettadetto. I feel like I'm always messing his name up, but you guys know what I was saying. He came in second. How about the Wood Brothers almost in victory lane? That's a whole subject and a topic. Maybe we'll jump on that a little bit later. Ricky Stenhouse is not playing with you guys this season. He's like, wait, y'all took me out of my car? Y'all didn't think that I was going to be good on another team? Shoot, last week at Daytona, he was on the pole. This week in Las Vegas, top five, he's doing a damn thing. Austin Dillon. All that yippity-yap y'all have to say about Austin that he can only get it done. Well, here's the thing. You guys know I like Austin, (laughs) but there's always that conversation. He only gets it done at the unpredictable tracks, the super speedways, even though he did win the Coca-Cola 600 and he has won the Daytona 500. Austin Dillon shows up for the big races and not that Las Vegas was a big race, but he did come in fourth. Jimmy Johnson is inching closer and closer 
to the number one spot, but he still came up short. But hey, a top five. I never thought I would be saying this, but a top five for Jimmy. <laughs> that was actually great considering what's been happening. Yeah, Bubba. that's almost just like him winning the race, actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bubba Wallace, sixth place finish. Bubba. That's that's actually pretty impressive considering the equipment that he's in. So kudos and congrats to Bubba. And the fact that we weren't on a super speedway track where anybody in any type of equipment can come in first place. Great job by Bubba. Brad Kislowski came in seventh. Is that seventh? Yep. Harvick came in eighth. Kyle Larson ninth. And Ty Dillon. So that's a top 10 finish for Ty Dillon and Austin Dillon. That's pretty great for the brothers. Notables. Daniel Suarez came in 30th. Man, I just feel bad for Daniel. It's like, you know, you went from being in top tier equipment to barely, well, he didn't race in Daytona. And then he had car issues at Las Vegas because the car stalled out right on pit road. It stalled out when they rolled out. Actually, that's why we got our first caution because he stalled out in the front stretch. I feel bad for him. Like they just put that deal together before the season starts. And that's just not the way you want to do it. Missing Daytona. And then at Vegas, just wasn't it ever was going to be a factor after being so many laps down. Oh, that's yeah. right, because he didn't qu- he didn't even qualify for Daytona, right? No, I missed the show. He missed yeah. the show. And then <laughs> Ross Chastain came in. Is it twenty first or twenty seventh? I can't read my handwriting, but yeah. So that's not going the way he anticipated. You can only do what you can do. But he, as you guys know, Ryan Newman is still out, and he stepped in the number six car in place of Ryan. Yeah, so that's the top 10. And speaking of Ryan Newman, I was actually in the media center when they read a statement for a statement from Ryan thanking the media, which I thought was great because the media was in the media center. And although Ryan wasn't there personally to read the statement, we got a chance to hear his thought. Renee, um, do you have the statement handy? Yeah, I, I do. And it's um and I'm sure if any of our listeners have uh gone and, and read that statement for themselves, it's actually very touching, very uh, emotional. I read this statement and I I read a little just a little bit of it of it here right off the top because right off the top he kinda gives you exactly what I think we all kinda wanted wanted to hear and would have liked to hear it coming from his own mouth. But like I said, he or like you you mentioned, he, of course, he wasn't there and couldn't be there. So Rush Fenway Racing President Steve Newmark actually uh, held that press conference and read it. But it basically what it says, and, and, and I'll quote him here. It says, I'm sorry that I can't be at the track in person, but I asked Steve to take a moment to express my sincere appreciation and gratitude for all the support that was shown last week to both me and my family. The outpouring of emotion from not only the NASCAR community, but across the country has been truly humbling. And let me stop right there for just a second, because that shows the kind of support that I think we all see in NASCAR. When something like this happens, we come together as a family. And and that goes from across the board, no matter where you're at, no matter what state you live in, uh, no matter what city you, you live in. It's just we, if you're a NASCAR fan. We come together in times like this and we really try to pick each other up and try to guide each other along during difficult times, when especially when we don't know how bad the accident is or how bad the driver is. And uh, thank God 
and thank that the medical staff there at Halifax Medical Center, that those doctors and those nurses, you know, kind of, and, and all the other medical staff that uh, provides, you know, care for, for patients, especially traumatic patients that come in like that. Me being in the medical field, I know everybody needs a pat on the back uh, and, and a handshake to get guys like Ryan Newman in there, in the OR, work on him however they needed to. And, and just to, just to have Ryan Newman make a statement. And even though he wasn't there, I think that was so, that was so moving to all of us. And I think so uplifting as well. If I don't say so myself, because it was very encouraging to hear, even if it wasn't just from his own mouth. It rocked. I don't want to say rocked the nation, but it rocked. It rocked. It touched a lot of worlds. It was bigger than just a NASCAR thing because, you know, I always say if TMZ is on the case, then it's serious. But TMZ picked up the story, all the local news, all the national news picked up the story. So just to let's just face it, like, it's just crazy that he walked away. He has a head injury, but there's no other visible signs. There's no internal bleeding. And he walked out the hospital holding his two little girl's hands with a smile on his face. I thought that was just um, an awesome picture. He did mention that, and I think in the statement as well. And to know that, you know, that the medical team is really encouraged by his progress from just his head injury is is very encouraging as well. And let me read just one other quick uh, statement real quick from from his uh, or from his statement, because I thought this was a, a good one too as well. And I'll quote him again. And it's quoted as saying, most importantly, I have to thank the guys back at Ruth Fenway Racing Shop that built me a car not only fast enough to lead the final seconds of the Daytona 500, but strong enough to do its job under great distress, allowing me to survive such an accident. I am truly indebted to each and each of you, and it is unlikely I will ever be able to properly express to you how much the diligent effort with which you conduct your craftsmanship has affected me and my family. I hope you took pride in the photograph of me walking out the hospital hand in hand with my daughters on Wednesday. Thank you. I can't wait to get back into your race car. I was fortunate to avoid any internal organ damage or broken bones. I did sustain a head injury for which I'm currently being treated. The doctors have been pleased with my progression over the last few days, end quote. But that just goes to show you how much and you, you could feel it in in just that statement you could feel the the emotion of how thankful he was for all the people that put that racing car together and to allow him not only to finish the race but to walk away from such a horrific accident i watched that thing over and over again and i don't know you guys every time i watch it i'm just like i cringe i ah, it's terrible <laughs> yeah i just want to add one thing I think at this point, we're just all grateful that he walked away. And I don't want to close this chapter on this story, but I definitely want to look for and talk about more positive things in the future. And obviously him walking away was positive, but just the thought of reliving and and going through what he went through is just, on that note, bringing it back up a bit, your boy, Matty D., Wait, do they call him Matty D or just, did I just nickname Matt? To I think general? some people do, okay. honestly. <laughs> I thought one of the uh the the post game or the, excuse me the post race uh uh guys that was was interviewing didn't he I I thought I heard him say Maddie D but unless he just said Maddie but I, maybe I thought he said Maddie D. Hell, wow. Jimmy Johnson called us Carl Monte Carlo, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what yeah, right. Monte Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why can't I say it? Monte Carlo, Maddie D, uh, what they call him? The burrito something? D burrito, I think. D burrito. Yeah, I, think I remember burrito. when I first heard that. I was like, why are they calling him? 
Daniel Suarez that I know that's real random. I was going to say, but who called him that? Daniel Suarez? That's, I was like, what? But yeah. So, Maddie D, thoughts? You guys, do you think that he's going to win in the Wood Brothers car this season? It's possible. He looks, it looks encouraging, that's for sure. I would say there's a good chance. I think, I mean, if you guys do know, and most, I'm sure most race fans do know at this point that that car is basically a glorified Penske car at this point, because that's where it's prepped at. But yeah, I think he does have a shot. And I think, I mean, this is like really one of his biggest opportunities that he's had in the Cup Series, at least. Um, if you guys don't know, he also came from Joe Gibbs when he was in the Xfinity program a long time ago. But I think this is a huge opportunity for him. And I think he definitely could be the one that gets the Wood Brothers 100th win, which is, you know, a huge thing. And that would be a huge story. And, a, and again, on a positive note, especially. And just credit to him to get in the second place. Because, I mean, we had a hell of a race, if I'm being quite honest. Yeah, I know when we were texting back and forth while I was at the track, you were like, this is some great racing at one and a half mile track. And it was perfect. Good friend of ours from NASCAR, I won't say his name, but he tweeted and he also commented and said, if you didn't enjoy this racing, like, what is the problem? I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> but I thought that it was a great race. It went by so yeah. fast. I think that was it. I mean, there was a lot of green flag runs, too. And I, again, if anybody has been a fan for a long time, that is really what's going to make a half mile race go well. It's not a, a bunch of attrition, but more so a lot of green flag runs. And then on top of that, I just think Goodyear bringing that new tire compound this year to the track has probably finally to me. And I hope to God it has equalized that package that a lot of fans are not a fan of. To being something that makes it really entertaining. I just really do think that tire compound made things interesting. You had a bunch of strategies throughout the race, especially on that last restart where half the field either pitted or half the field didn't go or stayed out. You know, it was it was good. It was good stuff. And I hope going to Auto Club or Fontana or however you want to say it moving forward, I hope that's the same thing. I, I really do, because that was a really fun race, honestly. Yeah, I always find that the racing at the Auto Club in Fontana is uh, mediocre. Maybe it's just me. That's sad. I don't really care a lot about my home track, but it'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds this weekend. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, the pavement is just about as worn out as Las Vegas is starting. Just about. I hope. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they've paved Auto Club since it's since it's been around. I don't think so. At least not to my knowledge. It looks like it's all cracked up, but that's what makes it fun. So hopefully. A tire that wears out will make that one crazy. And obviously, we all know package or no package, those restarts in California are out of control. Four wide, three by three rows, though. It, it should be fun. I'm, I'm really hoping so. Well, Renee and I'll be there reporting live, maybe, maybe oh, yeah. not. We'll be live on Twitter. Question, Kenny, thoughts on the bounty on Rowdy? And for those that don't know, you can explain it to them. I'm sure if you're a NASCAR fan, you already know, but just kind of let them know what's going on and share your thoughts on the bounty on Rowdy. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty cool thing. Um, discussed on Twitter on Saturday after the Friday truck race where Kyle Busch won once again at his home track in Las Vegas. I think that was a pretty cool deal where he's putting up 50 grand. Basically, essentially Kevin Harvick challenged him to put up 50 grand for anybody, any full-time cup driver that goes into a truck and beats him. And then to boot that one up just a little bit more, Marcus Lemons, who was over the Gander RVs and over Camping World, over all of that, he said, you know what? I'll match it and I'll make it a hundred grand. I think that's a really cool thing, especially for that series. For one, I think it gives people a little bit 
more of a different spectrum on the truck series. Even though I personally think that sh- that money should go to a a truck team that's already in the field, I think that would be much better. Like a, a, let's just say a young guy like a Christian Eckes or or Rafael Lasar. Like if one of those guys beat Kyle Busch and they get a hundred grand for their team. That's yeah, a pretty huge deal. And even someone like Stuart Friesen, who just switched to Toyota, for example, would could definitely use the help. So I think it's a cool deal. I think it'll be something cool. And it kind of reminds me of for my older NASCAR fans of the Noble Five deal, where you do a certain thing, you come in a certain position and you win. I think it used to be a million dollars or however much it was at certain tracks. And I think that's a cool thing. So it will be cool if it actually gets done and it's a thing that'll happen. But I'm not sure who will from full time will actually do it on NASCAR.com. They listed a few of um a few drivers that may potentially do it, like a John Hunter Nemechek, a Austin Dillon, who was also a truck series champion, for example, a Ty Dillon, maybe somebody like that might do it, one of the younger guys. So I think that's a pretty cool challenge. I don't know what everybody thinks about it, but people thought it was pretty intriguing to put up that much money in. So it could be cool. I think if it's done right, it could be cool. Just like how the truck challenge was last year when we brought back the main man, Greg Biffle. Ah, the Biff. The Biff. The Biff. The Biff. Yeah, I, you know what? <laughs> I don't know if one of you guys can find it really quick, but Austin Dillon had a funny comment. I believe I saw it on Twitter, but it, it was something to the effect about the um bounty. Let me see if I can find it. One of you guys can find it. But I think he he was like he would jump in a car or something. I, I don't d- want to be misquoted, but it, it definitely was funny. I just don't know where it is. All right, so I found the tweet that Austin Dillon sent to Kevin Harvey. He said, Light, lighting the fire up, pulling the old, old gig out at RCR. Let's build a truck at RCR Racing. So maybe he enters himself in there, but that's a pretty cool deal because he is a full-time driver. So he would be considered eligible as what Kevin Harvick said. So that'd be that'd be pretty neat since he is a former champion of the series. It was actually a couple of tweets too because I remember, well, actually, let me pull it up really quick. He asked what are the rules when Kevin Harvick posted about the original $50,000 being put up. Austin says, so what are the rules? And then Kevin Harvick explained a little bit. And then he was like, 10-4, thanks for the clarification. And then somebody else chimed in and was like, I heard there was 100K on the line if you can beat Kyle Busch in a truck. And he said, I'm sure Team Chevy or RCR Racing could put something together for you. You got a baby on the way, you know, hashtag diaper money. And then Austin Dillon chimed in and said, working on it. There was also another bet with NASCARism. I always mispronounce that, but it's like being sarcastic, but NASCAR, you, you guys know it. <laughs> you know, the, the Twitter account is famous at this point. N-A-S-C-A-R-C-A-S-M is the user. He says, I'm not a gambling sort, but in the spirit of Las Vegas, I'm going to place $20 on Austin Dillon, probably standing on top of a box here. Hashtag is finished these series, hashtag NASCAR. And what he was referring to is on the telecast, Austin actually covered the Xfinity race the first day that it was scheduled on Saturday before it was postponed. Austin looked like he was the same size as... Michael Waltrip, and as you guys know, Michael Waltrip, Mikey is pretty tall. But in fact, Austin Dillon replied and said, pay me because basically Mikey is standing in a split. It appeared that Austin may have been standing on something to be the same height, but what was actually going on is that picture this, so just kind of follow me. 
Michael Waltrip was standing up, but he had his legs split and he kind of was leaning down. So Austin Dillon won that bet. And then he posted a photo and said, told y'all. And it was a photo of Mikey standing in a split and Austin Dillon standing next to him. So looks like Austin won one bet. Let's see if he can actually win the bounty and take out Kyle Busch, which we already know he can't. Not like that. You guys know I love Austin, but what he's not going to do is be Kyle Busch in a truck. (laughs) Our Xfinity car for that matter. So, okay. So let's kind of move on. And I guess at this point, we can jump into some predictions. There's no fan comment of the week because I kind of felt that that was the fan comment of the week. But yeah, so it is time for some predictions. It's time for race predictions. Renee, who you got? All right, so here we go. Fontana this weekend. Me and Tam will be in the house. And I believe that me and Tam this weekend will see this driver in victory lane. I'm actually going to go with, gosh, and I don't know why I go with these picks, but you guys know me. I just go off of vibes. And for some reason, I just feel that Kevin Harvick is going to win uh, it, it, at Fontana this weekend. Um, I, I, I thought he had actually pretty good race, uh, um, in Vegas this past weekend. Um, but, but I think he can probably maybe, uh, push himself and that car and his team into victory lane this coming weekend. My alternative pick, believe it or not, I'm going to go with the number two car. I'm going to go with Brad Kislowski as my alternative pick, but those are my picks and I'm sticking with them. What do you say front row kitty? All right. Y'all already know the vibes. We're going to auto club, AK Fontana, AK California. It's got like three different names, but, um. For me, <laughs> I think I'm actually going to go with Ryan Blaney. I don't remember a time I've picked him on this podcast, but for some reason, I feel like he is in a really good spot, and I feel like he's had some really positive momentum heading heading into the next um, two-and-a-half-mile track, longer than a half-mile track or so. But I think he's had a real, real good car there. I think the Fords are really, really fast at these bigger tracks, and I think that Penske was really starting to show what they have last Sunday at Las Vegas, and I thought he could have won actually on Sunday, as a matter of fact. So I'm going to roll with Ryan Blaney. As my alternative pick, I'm going to go with somebody in the Toyota camp. Toyota didn't really have that great of a Las Vegas, but I'm going to roll with Daytona 500 champion, Denny Hamlin. With that being said, Miss Tam, what are your picks? Before I give you my picks and history lessons, I want to kind of chime in on your Ryan Blaney pick. I find that to be interesting because one, he didn't even come in the top 10, and The reason why he didn't come in the top 10 at Las Vegas was because his crew chief made a questionable call. I'm not saying that he can't bounce back, but I feel like... Which which he felt guilty by afterwards. Yeah, I thought that was a 50-50 call. Like, I think if he stayed out, he would have won because at the end of that thing, he was a rocket. He was rolling. him Between him and Bowman... And Logano, I thought yeah. those three were going to battle it out up until we got the restart. If it had been for that, we would have had a classic one. Kenny, maybe. should have, could have, would have, but didn't, and no top 10. And I'm going to drop the mic on that. <laughs> and now I'm going to pick That's the mic you. back up and give you the history lesson. <laughs> the past 10 winners at the Auto Club, Fontana, whatever you want to call it. Tony Stewart in 2010, 2011, Kevin Harvick, 2012. My main man, Tony Stewart, 2013, Kyle Busch, 2014, Kyle Busch, 2015, Brad Kozlowski, 2016, Jimmy J, as in Jimmy Johnson, 2017, Kyle Larson, 2018, Martin Truex Jr., and 2019, Kyle Busch again. Jimmy Johnson is a six-time winner at Fontana. 
at the Auto Club, or however you want to say it. His first win at the Auto Club came in 2002, and his last win for and the last win for the California kid was in 2016. Kyle Busch is a four-time winner at the Auto Club. So on that note, I am actually going to go with I'm going to go with Jimmy Johnson as my alternative just because he's a six-time winner there. He's familiar with the track and he's still looking for that first win in two years, which is just mind-boggling in the first win of the season. So I'm going to go with Jimmy Johnson as my alternative. As you alluded to, Kenny, the fours are looking good. Toyota is a little bit in the struggle buggle category. So I'm going to help them out and send them some positive vibes. And I'm actually going to go with Kyle Busch as my winner, only because Kyle, he didn't do very well in Las Vegas. The hometown, the hometown favorite dropped the ball <laughs> in Vegas. So I'm going to go with Kyle Busch as my pick to win. And my alternative is going to be Jimmy Johnson. Well, all right. Those are our picks. What say you, NASCAR fans? Hit us up on our social media across the board at Turns No Breaks. And please, uh, as um, Tam alluded to at the beginning of the podcast, please uh, check out our Patreon account. Please come by and support us. And regardless of how you support us, we definitely do appreciate you supporting us by listening to this podcast. For Tam, for Kenny, and myself, be kind to each other. But most importantly, we will see you back next week on another episode of All Turns No Breaks. See ya. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. 